Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from The Forbidden Dreams, written by Ross Rockland. He was an interstellar agent with a license to kill entire worlds. Golden Age Pulp Series by Nebula nominee Ross Rockland. For the first time since their original appearance in the legendary pulp planet stories in the early 1940s, here are the three novelettes that launched the adventures of Sidney Hallmeyer, Interstellar Agent, one of the era's most trailblazing series. In essence, Hallmeyer is a scientific secret agent with a license to kill entire cultures and worlds if needed or if so ordered when they stand in the way of Earth's territorial expansion and dream of empire. In fact, it is utopias Hallmeyer is most often instructed to terminate with prejudice. In Exiles of the Desert Star, for instance, his assignment, as the original magazine blurb announced, is murder, murder among the asteroids. Hallmeyer had orders to transform small Elrond's brisk atmosphere to Krypton. It meant killing that last gallant handful of royal exiles as surely as if his hand held a ray gun. Hallmeyer's charm and saving grace, and the surest sign of his creator's penetrant insight, is his conscience. For unlike, say, James Bond, and long before him, Hallmeyer is aware of the dubious nature of his profession. The Hallmeyer series was clearly cut from such contrapuntal cloth that it is easy to understand why it made a big stir in the science fiction world of the time. Indeed, this two-volume audiobook is a major science fiction event. And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from The Forbidden Dreams. Book One the Forbidden Dream. Ganymede was an outcast world, a fallen titan, but deep in the brain of her empire-conscious race was the formula of a cataclysmic weapon that would one day smash the universe. Chapter One I slipped through space in a one-man rocket, scarcely comprehending the stars about me, and yet, two months before, I had been a well-informed scientist, now, suddenly, in my thirty-first year, I was entirely stripped of the precious scientific knowledge for which I had studied through fifteen years in a half-dozen colleges on a half-dozen planets. Nothing remained but the instincts, acquired traits, and a layman's knowledge of the universe. Incomprehensible, yes, but true. Two months before, I was called into the presence of my employer, the president of the Tellurian Science Research Institution, and had been waved to a seat opposite him. Sid, he said worriedly, war is about to break out between Earth and Jupiter. I guess you know the reason, but I'll review it. From no one knows where, a large piece of radium floated into the solar system. Naturally, every planet wanted it, and we were lucky enough to get it. The other planets took it with good grace, except for Jupiter. Now she's mad at us, and three or four months will bring war. Nobody will win, but both will lose heavily. The whole thing will be quite senseless. Now if we had a weapon, superior to any now known, 
Jupiter wouldn't dare attack us. There is only one such weapon of which we know, and it is not in material form. It is locked up in the minds of a people who live on Jupiter's third satellite, Ganymede. He surveyed me quietly. You've heard of that, I suppose, though it's hardly more than a legend. Thousands of years ago, the natives of Ganymede held sway over a large empire, an empire which embraced, historians say, all the major planets and the larger asteroids. Today, the race is almost extinct. Fifty of its members remain, and they live on Ganymede. In the past, no way has been found to secure the secret. If it were in our possession now, it would prove invaluable. Now, however, a means has been found. You are aware that, ever since interplanetary travel became an established thing, people realized it would be impossible to live on or visit worlds of which they were not native, due to differing gravities and atmospheric pressures and the quality of the atmosphere itself. A genius discovered the only way out by inventing a complex machine which is used on every planet where there is intelligent life. The idea underlying its invention was not to use your own body, but a body native to the world in question. A large business has sprung up around this invention, and it's called the Transmitted Egos, Inc. The Ganymedans run a branch, of course. They are compelled to do so under planetary law. Offhand, you'd think that it would be simple to just rent a body, pay the additional charge or retaining instincts, acquire traits and learning, and then ferret that mind's secret from it. Not so. Obviously, only a skilled scientist could read that secret. So the Ganymedans have a test in which they read your mind itself. If you're a scientist, they'll only give you the instincts. If you're not a scientist, you can use everything, for you won't be able to translate the secret even if you're aware of its existence. I interrupted. But that lets me out. They'll discover at once that I'm a scientist and will refuse to give me anything but instincts. You won't be a scientist much longer, the chief smiled. We're going to drain from you practically every bit of scientific knowledge you possess. Spend the rest of it, I told him, a sinking feeling in my heart. You'll be able to pass the test the Ganymedans give you and the results will be negative. You'll receive the entire mind, minus a slice of consciousness necessary to keep your body alive. But in your ignorant state, you won't be able to decipher the secret. In order that you can, I will have sent a layman, probably your own friend, Will Karras, to the moon beforehand, and with him will go the record of your learning. You will go to the moon, and on the pretense of having made a date with him there, meet him. He will assist in transferring your learning back to you. Then you will be able to understand the secret Ganymede guards so zealously. You then return to the Bureau of Transmitted Egos and come back to Earth. It's that simple. Any danger from Jupiter itself? A condition of war will not manifest itself for some months. There will be no danger from that source. No other catches? None, provided you are careful. We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from The Forbidden Dreams. 
If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon.com, Audible.com, and iTunes.com.